My name is Woody Landeros. And I'm Joseph Landeros. You're listening to The Landeros Brothers, where we talk about communication through art. I like how it sounds all structured. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to say, like, just roll the intro. All right. Okay, let's do it. Today's topic is Kanye West. Searched on Google, Kanye Omari West, also known as Ye, is an American rapper, singer, songwriter, record producer, entrepreneur, and fashion designer. What a handful. I hope that one day my name, when you search it up, it says all of those things. <laughs> That's like goals for somebody to be like, filmmaker, Seriously. and so on. Yep. And for you too, I mean, you're yeah. like boxer, fashion designer, I mean like... Just Director, anything like that. Yeah, with a man who has said things such as, um, and I'm quoting him, saying, George Bush doesn't care about black people, saying, my greatest pain in life is that I'll never be able to see myself perform live, <laughs> and closing it off with, nothing in life is promised except death. This man is nothing short but being a controversial individual, and I think that's just um, kind of barely stepping into that realm by saying that. Everything he does is controversial. Like, like if you just search his name, it's like either you're with it or you're not. You're like super emotional or like just monotone voice, like no emotion. Right. That's why I see he's he's either left or right. And um, well, it. I mean, I don't know if if you guys um, believe in the whole horoscope thing, but he's a Gemini, and Gemini is supposed to be like both sides of the coin. So, like, I really see that in his art. Right. I would say that's really prevalent throughout all of his career, you know, starting it out in um, 1996 and still being active to this, to, to this day. I think him, along with people such as maybe even Drake or, yeah, pretty much just him and Drake have been really relevant for probably the past 10 years, or at least Kanye, are the most relevant in, as far as the world of hip-hop and music goes. Can you believe he's my height? Really? Yeah, he was 5'8". Dang. I, I swear, I thought he was a little bit taller. Yeah. I thought for sure like 6. I mean, you would think, right? Yeah. But... He, he looked pretty tall in like the whole... Um, well, I, I was just watching YouTube videos and trying to like study up while I was at the gym this morning. And like just, just seeing him standing next to people, I, I thought he was a lot taller. But um, it, do you see his... St- okay, wait. We're talking about communication through art, right? But let's just talk about him for a second because like... I feel like he's just an art piece of itself and just like, just, yeah, he's just super controversial and it's just a topic that I never thought I would be speaking on. I actually don't really like want to speak about Kanye West because I don't know. I feel like if you hear this, you might just like love this podcast or you might just hate this podcast because when like people attack like Kanye West or even people that have opinions on Kanye West, it's like, I hate you or I love you. And right. that, that's what it feels like to me. But did you, have you seen like, he has three kids, right? Yeah. Have you heard their names? No, what are their names? St. West, Northwest, Chicago West. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> that, that's all Kanye's would you name style. Your, would you name your kids that? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean they're tasteful at least. I, kinda, um, I don't know about Chicago West. 
I didn't know the Chicago West. I thought you were talking about um, if he had previous children. I, sometimes I forget that he's even with um, you know Kim Kardashian. Because okay, she's even controversial herself. Right. Like everything, their whole I life like, is is super like. Yeah, it's a yeah, reality. I feel TV like there's show. almost a battle of sales or something going on because they're just such like power players in the world of like reality TV that they have so much control, and but yet so much noise going on at the same time. It, it, it's like pretty fascinating. Can actually. you imagine their conversations with like art and business? Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if they get if they get along in those conversations right. or if they if it's like fights. Yeah, and who picked these names? Like which one? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like Kanye would pick Chicago, obviously. Definitely. Like Saint, I feel like that was maybe both of them. And North, I mean, I see Kanye written all over it. Right. I see like Kanye is like, let me name my albums. Yeah. That's what it feels like. So let's just jump right into um, some of the well, some of the things that we were looking up and we were seeing popping all over the internet. And yesterday, it was actually. Um, I believe it was 10 years uh, since Kanye West released his 808s and uh, Heartbreak album. So he released it on November 24th, 2008. That's crazy. That was a big like stamp just on hip hop culture, on music, on just he's groundbreaking in all areas. Um, you definitely have something to say about that because I know you, um, yeah. Yeah, well, most definitely. I think that with this approach on the project, although it was pretty rushed as uh, is stated in the past, um, or what is stated out in the uh, public, inspirations such as Jay Dilla or you know all these older cats pretty much, I would say even for myself saying, even just the sounds going on say in the 90s or when it first began in the um, late 80s are completely opposite on this tape where you have singing involved, you have auto-tune involved, you have different um, drums making usage of the MPC uh, 808, which or MPC 8088, which was um, pretty much where the word or the phrase 808 comes from, um, the bass. But it's pretty fascinating to see how that's kind of leaked into my generation and how it's influenced so many of these uh, upcoming artists. Yeah, I like I like that. Um just speaking about communication through art, I like how much he communicated with this entire album. Album, I felt like it. This entire album was was like just his mic and it just it was it, it. Every single time you listen to it, you can feel his entire heart and soul just opening up to us, you know. And just just kind of reading up on it, I mean, he said like this this album was therapeutic. It's lonely at the top, hmm. so like, yeah. There's just there's just a lot, a lot that, that a yeah. lot that went into it that um, was. It's it's truthfully inspiring to be able to look at that art and then look at like my own art and try to just kind of question it and say like, am I putting all of my heart and soul into it? Am I putting like um, my best work out there? And sometimes your best work it doesn't matter like if it's like it takes like one week or six years, like your best work is the work that comes out like from your heart first. And then I would say also from your, from your like mind and just being able to see it in like today's time, how we were talking about history and we were talking about like the right timing and um, with the whole autotune thing as well, like how he worked on um, an album with um, T-Pain and then he was like really inspired by it. And then 
I think uh, T Pain even admitted or was was saying like, yeah, he definitely took my took my style. Right. That that was um, that was interesting. But but you know what, art is just like pretty much a big combustion of like all the art that you've seen. So like, if I'm gonna paint, obviously. I'm gonna grab from different inspirations or different people that I've viewed. If I'm gonna make a video, I'm obviously gonna grab different transitions from my different famous uh, YouTube YouTubers, and it's just like I think uh, it's inevitable. Yeah, yeah, it's inevitable to sort of mimic. Yeah, what you I see mean, you, around you yourself. can't like unless if you grew up like with all like white walls and you didn't like receive any sort of like art or like. Mm -hmm anything from anywhere right and then you just created something but that's like impossible yeah. like i think unless if you're that one person out there yeah, listening to this yeah so um one of the main reasons why 808s and heartbreak was so translucent or transparent at least with his whole way of expressing himself kanye we're speaking about was because of the fact that around that time his mother actually passed away from a surgery that happened to go wrong, or at least that is what is um, theorized. And there was a lot of controversy going on about that because they didn't know if it, who to blame, if it was a surgeon's fault or whoever's fault it have, may have been at the time. But what is known is that her name was Donda, Donda West. She was actually, as claimed in this um, article that re I'm reading right here, which is titled, Kanye West just announced his new album is related to his mother's death. Um, that she was almost as a manager for Kanye or a momager, as you could phrase it, for Kanye growing up and losing her and losing, as he, he's phrased in the past, the love of his life. It was something that was really devastating on his ego and on his morals. Yeah, she didn't she pass away from cosmic... It was, it was cosmic surgery complications. So like... Which that, has a yeah, pretty, that's, pretty broad understanding of what that means really yeah. because yeah i didn't i didn't really read up in, into yeah. it but that's just what um what i got from rolling stones but it's like it it rolling stones also said that 808 um 808s right mm -hmm. and heartbreak is a self-examination part exorcism exorcism e exorcism, ex exorcism of two tragic and life defining moments for kanye the death of his mother obviously like you stated and also um cause um and the disillusion of his 18 month engagement to alexis so wow. yeah he was um it was the the relationship was ending his mother passed away so he had all of this emotion and probably even frustration and cuz i know he um he stated on different um different articles that he blamed himself he said if i ever if i never went to hollywood this would never happen wow and so just all of that emotional frustration and just like like sadness that was tearing him apart he was able to grab that and create something beautiful for everybody to see and be able to to really capture the moment in time and capture the feelings that he felt like i could imagine him looking back at that album is like just looking back at like like baby photos or, or a certain like time a period of time it must be and it must be a whole nother session of like therapy being able to re-listen to it right well yeah going off of that we could speak now about his successes and 
perhaps even some of the controversy. Controversy he's established even in the world of hip hop, just in itself, having a battle between him and Fifty Cent take place <laughs> in first week sales, and it was against uh, Did- Kanye West's graduation. Oh, yeah, didn't didn't he say that he was gonna like, or Fifty Cent said something about that if he sells more, then he's It'll gonna be his stop. last album. Yeah, it's gonna be his last album. So yeah, but wasn't that a lot? It ended up going pretty much blew him out of the water. Kanye yeah. blew um, Kanye blew Fifty out of the water with the Kanye's having nine hundred and fifty seven thousand copies and um, Fifty Cent having six hundred ninety one thousand copies. So I think that just <sighs> yeah. shows you that. With the hustle and with the uh, drive that came with all this marketing going on, it didn't really work because I think, and I'll use my own opinion on this, a new start or a fresh start will always beat out some of the older, um, probably, how do I say, like more established things because in some cases, that's just what's most attractive. Like we were talking the other day about, you know, art that turns heads and with something like this, with the artwork being done by uh, Takashi Murakami, an artist, um, a Japanese artist, it's it's something really eye-catching, and also the music that Kanye was coming out with was none like any other. So I think in that case, and in many other instances, the new guy pretty much knocked off the older one. I think disregarding the, or not disregarding, I think um, just taking out like the legends, obviously, <laughs> from that picture, because mm-hmm. I mean... Like, I know the new guys are going to come in and they're going to, like, take the limelight, but I don't think anybody could ever replace, like, a Jimi Hendrix or, like, a Michael Jackson or, you know... Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. But but obviously, like, the kids are going to, you know, eventually they'll forget about it, or they won't forget about it, but they just won't be listening to it. They're going to find, you know, the newest thing, like like Lil Yachty or or what, Lil Lil Pump, is that the guy that made the the collaboration with (laughs) With him? Yeah, and that... Stinking album, man. I, I don't, I don't like the, I don't like his new, his new song, which is like rated number one. Um, I like a lot of the stuff that he was really able to like communicate, right? Communicate through art and be able to um, share some of his feelings, because like you just, you kind, it's, it's relatable. Mm-hmm. And some of the stupid things that he's been saying, I can't really relate to. And you guys can search it up and check the number one song right now. And I, I don't know, like, I don't relate to that. Maybe someone else does. And sometimes it's just like that eye-catching art that you just say, like, hey, F this or screw this or, like, whatever. And then people, like, look over and, like, why would you say that? And then that, you know, it's it's a mix between, like, the marketing and advertising portion of, of being able to distribute your art or your, like, just outrageous outrageous statement or whatever it is um through art right and sometimes it might even be just like a strategy to get like this new like he might be feeling the newer wave coming in and be like saying how am i going to get their attention i'm going to say something really ridiculous that everybody's going to share and then you know yeah well like as we're speaking on with the whole legends um idea i think those people already have their spot established yeah you know it's like say um, an individual like Picasso, you know, Pablo Picasso, which is a whole other guy to talk about um, in another podcast. But with an individual like himself having such um, iconic pieces, I feel that although individuals may come about, say, in our day and age that will, you know, bring attraction, he still has his spot. But at the end of the day, when you're at an art show and you're passing by this piece by this new individual, you're going to give your eyes 
or you're, if, if it catches your attention and you purchase it, and then next thing you know, that ends up being something highly coveted. Although there are two different pieces at place, Picasso started already has his place established, if that makes any sense. Yeah, you know well, I, mean? I think because they're, they're, they're on the grounds right now. Yeah. And they're able to share their music and they're able to like, yeah, push further. Because if, you know, Picasso were here or if mm -hmm. blank, blank, blank were here, then, you know, they'd be on the grounds and they'd be spreading their, their word. Right. But yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I just for making sure like, and somebody's not like, what do you mean the new people? Yeah. I don't know. There's always going to be those people that like take art so... Um, how would you say, like, objectively? Mm -hmm. It's just like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Going back to Kanye West and his endeavors, maybe even outside of music, he's had involvement in, say, different award shows, we're not going to name them, and uh, different brands such as um, now getting involved with Adidas in 2015, I believe it was. Yeah. Well, Nike and Adidas, right? He was Nike and Adidas, with, uh, yeah. Nike. And then something happened. Hmm. I sound so uneducated. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I know he was working with Nike and then something went on and then now he's with Adidas and now he's like, yeah. No, I think there's actually a lot of unknown information about all those uh, little, little details. Mm -hmm. But what is known is that he stated in the past, and I'm not really quoting anything, but I'm sort of generalizing what he stated, is that they were very constricting and trying to marginalize him he likes that word a lot. He says it a lot, but uh, I'll use it. I'll quote him that one. He marginal they were trying to marginalize him um, into this category of only making sneakers, and he happened to come out with two models, the Yeezy 1 and the Yeezy 2, in which I owned the Yeezy 1 for some time. Um, but going over to Adidas, he was given this whole different playing field. You know, he had clothing involved. He had sneakers involved. He had boots involved, and it's still going on to this day. And have you seen the prices on these on these things? Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. I, well, you are you gonna say the prices, or yeah. I'm, I'm gonna tell you a little story? Because I'll just tell him the prices right quick, just just for reference. So just going, so they can throw up a little bit. Yeah, just going away from <laughs> going away from maybe the ideas of shoes. Let's just talk about even like a sweater. So the undestroyed sweater, as it's phrased came about to approximately $1,360. Nope. Nope. Um, <laughs> nope. Or you have the tab bottom pant, which came out to $510. Nope. What do you have to say about that? Nope. Okay. I'm gone. <laughs> so I'm as you can see... I like kind of passed out and I woke up. <laughs> this man knows his worth or maybe even knows a little bit more than just the pricing. Yeah, and, and it's a little... A little out there, I would say. Yeah. But hey, you know what? People are buying like even more expensive stuff and they're even less of like quality. I so. think there's this constant battle of do I become selfish and sort of e egotistical as people would connotate it or, or phrase those words? Or do I become giving, generous, and um, sort of hopeful that perhaps my pieces at a very low price will be caught on. And then little by little, I'll put up my prices. It's good. I think it's kind of a battle of, battle of artists and how much they value their work. But in some cases, maybe even such as this, I would even say, I would so boldly say, I wouldn't price some of these pieces at those prices. I think it's kind of ridiculous. Well, I think well, like 
I'm trying to figure out if he is pricing them because he, he has created an art piece and it's something that he's valued and then like it's time to release it and that's what his value is or he created an art piece around his name and it's a business and like how many people can he get to pay that price and I, I'm wondering like is he just kind of like a um, a scientist messing with like a lab rat trying to see like how much the lab rat can actually do you know what I mean? Because sometimes, like, people with power will, like, do certain things and they'll try it. They'll kind of just try it and see if people go with it. And if they go with it, then they'll just keep on pushing and pushing and pushing. I even see, like, uh, just a, a little bit of that out of, like, Mayweather. Mm-hmm. I'll state that. That I see that he Floyd was, Mayweather. like, yeah, Floyd Mayweather. I see he's, like, pushing grounds. Yes, he's a great boxer and yes, this and that. But I do see him, like, well, let me charge another million. Let me see if they say yes. You know, so like that business sort of like takes over the the art piece and like the show business and all that all that stuff. Like, what what if like is that is that is that his number because he sees it on the art, or is that the number because he sees it on his financial goals? Right, and it also and it, poses it's the probably question. both. It could be both, or it could be this third option that perhaps he was just trying to put a big footprint with his big old boot trying to come into the game of fashion saying, hey, I'm not playing around. And having sold out all these pieces, it even kind of further emphasizes the, the fact that he's not playing around. Yeah. As, as for other companies, say that like Gucci, they've always been pricing their, their um, products at those prices. And for him to just come into the game and pretty much just already set his bar at that level, I think it's kind of just claiming that, hey, I have the power to do this as well. It's that big, big, uh, big bell that just kind of like rings in everybody's ears, and it's like, listen to me, listen to me. Mm-hmm. I see that, but and I also see the positive side of it because, like in boxing too, Mayweather did do a lot for boxing and was able to raise the the pay prices, and now is going to be able to help like the future generation of boxing to be able to say, well, I want that much too, because that's my worth. So ne- that you know, the next person that's going to see their worth at that level and that has the skill at that level is going to be able to do it because he's already pushed that barrier. And you might even be able to go further than that, or you will be able to go further than that. So I see that he is pushing that ground, which that, that, in that part, I do agree with it, because it is always you know, about pushing, pushing the barriers. But one, yeah. one word, Yeezys. Your, oh, yeah. your story. Yeah, so my your story about Yeezys. So I have a friend by the name of Jesus Gonzalez, and he, he sold me a pair of Yeezys that um, he said he bought from a guy that waited in line. Um, I think, I, I don't know, he waited in line or something. And um, they, it came with a box and it came with like, it was, it was legit. And so he thought that they were fake. I mean, he thought that they were real. So he sold them to me for real price, you know, and it was like 250 I ran away with the steal because at the time it was like, 450 I think I tried to buy them for or 500 which I know in the last episode I said that I wasn't I like didn't purchase shoes unless if it was like boots and stuff but this was about three years ago or so is that even when they came out it was when they first came out right the Oxford tans by the way yeah so I bought them and then um I didn't wear them because I just didn't want to mess them up because they were like real Yeezys so then when it came down to wearing them, I was like, I'm just going to sell them because they're not really my style, and I just bought them over hype. It's just, that's just what I bought them. And so um, I think I wore them one time. 
and I, I think I got too much attention and I was just like, ah, I don't like this. Um, but I ended up trying to sell them to my, um, to my cousin Larissa's friend and he checked the stitching, he checked all the stuff and um, he said, these are really close to real, but they're fake. They're missing one thing. And like, it was like one little, little like speck of like a dot on the bottom of them. Like they're on the boost um, sort of cushioning in the shoe. It was missing one of the little speckles. I think it was like, it needs to be like seven of them or something, I don't know, whatever number. But he said they were fake. So then I went back and then he was like, well, I'm sorry, dude, I sold them to you like three years ago. You should have told me like, I don't got, I don't got like, you know, $250. Why are you gonna come to me right now? So then I had to kind of just like, you know, just deal with it, but now I have some fake Oxford tans that like look really real, and they're just in my closet, and I don't even want to wear them. And it's just it's a really embarrassing story that I'm just like, I like I will never. That's why I'm just like I'm never gonna buy shoes that are, you know, over that price. But this might be used as a soundbite in the future because I probably will like you know if I have the money. But right now it's just it does it does not make sense to me. That's a pretty sad story, man. Yeah, I'm crying. <laughs> but, I, I'll, I was just going to say one more thing just to kind of like, oh, wait, what were you going to say? Oh, no, you can keep going. Okay. So you said that he's been, you know, he's done like different things in his career. Um, did you know that he worked at Gap? Oh, he did? And he was also a telemarketer. Wow. You imagine him on, you know, telemarketing, like with his voice. <laughs> he's like, love locked down and I'm locked down. It's like, let me lock you down for this number. I can imagine that. That's pretty funny. Yeah, he was also um, a college dropout to pursue his career, which, you know, I feel you, man. Yeah. Let's you hope, have, let's hope my career ends up. You have some connections up. to that, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, well, I, I tried out college. It just wasn't for me. And um, now I'm just trying to, I'm also pursuing, you know, my career in um, film and design and everything else that comes with it. Yeah, just imagine, I don't think you can really do this in film, but say in a different industry. Be careful what you say. I was going to say make a fake film. Oh. And sell someone a fake film. I was thinking about that. I don't think You could sell a fake story, right. like a documentary. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. But But anyways, like actually, you still have to make it. Yeah, you still have to create it. It's not like something that you can um, create this uh, overall hype, I guess you could say, about. I don't, I don't know if film really has that type of power that someone could grasp in their hands and say, is this real or is this fake? Unless it's like a, unless it's like a DVD or something like that and burned. Yeah. But as far as film as you're watching it, it's pretty literal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Would you say that? Yeah. Unless right? if you're like doing like special effects and like all that. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's a big category. It's, <laughs> it's, I, I don't know. So, I guess you can't just stamp anything on like, what I'm art anymore. Yeah, what I'm getting to is that with all these different scandals or whatever it may be of people selling fake, say, paintings or fake sculptures, in this case, you have this creation, which is just a pair of sneakers, and they have this value that doesn't just go past the $400 you paid or whatever it may be. It goes into the hands of hype beasts. <laughs> yeah. And all the power that comes with that. You... You start a question as to, you know, why are you purchasing these different things? Is it because it's relevant? Do you really like the shoe? And what is, you start to question the value of a dollar when you start stepping into this realm of uh, resale and, and different things like that. Mm -hmm. Wait, what, 
I was gonna say something, but I forgot what I was gonna say. What, what, what did you start out with? Okay, the film, the film thing. Right. Okay, so I'm gonna go back to that because when you said that um, it's just kind of like buying the the image or what you're like presenting, right? The whole hype of it. Um, what people can't, what people do commonly do is they um, because you're selling your services as a filmmaker, they'll take your like your reel or they'll take your videos and they'll put it on their own website. So in that case, they are stealing it, and then they'll sell their services as, as if they were you, as if they created it. So they'll change like the the logo and they'll change the different things, especially with photography too. I know people personally that I I've like completely just like, no, you can't use my you know my photograph because you were standing in the same room and you told me to pose in a certain way. Like people will steal other people's photography so that they can sell their photography services, and then when you order them, it's like no. I actually don't shoot inside of a studio. I shoot all in this location or something. But right. yeah, that's how they can steal it. Right. That's what I mean. I, I think I need, just need more context of what you were talking about. But yeah. I think one thing we haven't talked about is his involvement in politics. As I phrased before in the beginning, he once said that, and I quote, George Bush doesn't care about black people. That was a pretty bold statement at the time. He said it right next to Mike Myers from Austin Powers when they were on live television. <laughs> it was not censored, which, in my opinion, I don't really think it should have been because he didn't cuss or anything like that. It was tasteful in his own right, I guess you could say. Um, but it was a very bold statement. Another thing he's done in controversy is stopping um, Taylor Swift from having her limelight at, I believe it was MTV Awards back a few years ago. And... Little things like that, or now with his um, involvement with President Trump, it's really gotten him kind of in a cold zone um, in the world of art and in the world of mainstream media, I would say. Let me just say that you always drop like the headbangers in the last minute. Because <laughs> yeah. we're trying to keep this podcast at, at 30 minutes long, but Joseph always comes out and he like gives like the biggest headline topics like in the last minute we need to make sure we like spill it out right right away yeah but we can go a little bit further on this one i think um i think we should go a little bit like kind of close it out by um talking about the communication through art portion of it because right now we're talking about him as a person and we should also talk about like him with his like creations um so yeah, yeah. I don't mean to like cut it off, no. like cut off the politics portion of it, but we just want to keep it like right on like the communication portion. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that it sort of all ties together because yeah. his involvement in politics sort of uh, reflects in his art. Say, having in his last um, his last album release, mm -hmm. coming out with the "Make America Great Again" hat, and having all this controversy going on say with um, TMZ, it jumped over to um, increase his sales in the world of um, music streaming. So with Ye coming out, that's the name of the um, album that he came out with just a few months ago, you could see how that um, those efforts of, say, making noise in the media and communicating himself, say, in maybe a blatant way, also allowed for the art to speak for itself and communicate in the end. Yeah, well, he, what he has is a developed history like of all of his art. 
And so anytime like he makes a rattle, when people turn around and look, they can see like a consistent release of like YouTube videos, music, you know, art, just just all around. Um, like he has his own, you know, he can make his own little history book right. about himself. And so like, yeah, I think at this point he can just like rattle around and then like people will look at his art. But like if he didn't have something to say or if he didn't have any art to back it up, then people would be like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. This guy, get out of here. But he does have like a backstory. And that's kind of the weird part is like, okay, I don't like this art piece, but I like all your stuff from 2008 to 2000, whatever. Or, you know, I like your stuff from this year and this year, or I like this album. So like, I think that's where like certain artists get a little bit, um, not certain artists, certain um, spectators or people that like um, music lovers, whatever, um, they see him and then like you get so stuck in a time period or in a certain song that you like completely categorize him in like one section. And I see like him, even just like through his art, he's trying to push that sort of like, he's communicating through his art that you cannot like sectionize him in any sort of category. So I think even doing his reckless stuff, he's like, yeah, yeah, I can do the um, the emotional, more so like choiristic or choir, I don't even know if that's a word, <laughs> choir um, like buildups, but I can also do something really stupid. Like I can say some some really smart stuff, but at the same time, like I'm gonna say whatever I want. If I'm gonna say something stupid right now, I'm gonna say it. So like, he's just he in his art, he's just like I'm gonna say what I want to say when I want to say to whoever I want to say it to, and no one's gonna stop me. Right. That's what he's communicating through his art. That's what I yeah. see. I would say that he is making statements for the the field of imperfect artists as we all are imperfect um, in human nature, say songs such as On Sight or even um, Bound 2 on his Yeezus album, I thought to myself, I was like, wow, coming from, say, music, like different songs he's came out with, such as Stronger, or um, you know, just other things on Graduation or on 808s and Heartbreak, I was like, this is too experimental to the point where it's not even finished. I feel that it could have been held on for a little bit longer, a little bit mixed and mastered, a little bit better, but then I continue to listen to it and I continue to stay um, up to date with what's going on with Kanye and I learned that it's all meant for a reason. Perhaps it was just something that was to be put out there because of the fact that it was just a bold statement at the moment and sort of a testimony to his emotions at that time. So next thing you know, I go from like squinting my eyes, being skeptical about it to like bobbing my head because it just grows on you. And I think yeah. that's the hard <clears throat> that's the hard thing. Excuse me. Yeah, the okay, I'm gonna end this out because I wanna keep it under 35. Um, so he's communicating just being free, just freedom of speech through his art. But I think that another thing that we should all look at is that he's doing it through history. So like he's he's a, he's creating a digital footprint for himself so that somebody could look it up and they can see his growth in like all of his art projects. And you want to say anything else? I think it's pretty good. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's get something to eat. All right. Let's go. <laughs>